0: Welcome to Episode 32 of the Listening Brain Podcast. Welcome to the Listening Brain. I'm your host, Todd Houston. In this podcast, we explore childhood hearing loss through the lives of the parents and families who are on this journey and the professionals who serve them. Hi, are you creative? Do you want to give a webinar or teach a course? Maybe
1: you're a writer. Do you want to create a blog? Maybe you have an idea for a podcast. Whatever your passion is, we at 3C Digital Media Network want you to be a content creator so we can bring your ideas to life. So, to get started, visit our website at 3cdigitalmedianetwork.com and sign up to be a content creator. We look forward to seeing your passions come to life on our platform.
0: It is my pleasure to welcome to the podcast, Lillian Flores Beltran. Lillian obtained a degree in special education in 1980. She also has a specialization in cognition and language through a master's in educational technology. She also has a Ph.D. in pedagogy. She was certified in auditory-verbal therapy in 2003 by the A.G. Bell Academy for Listening and Spoken Language. She's been recognized with the award of Best Professional of the Year in 2005 by the Alexander Graham Bell Association for the Deaf and Hard of Hearing. Lillian is also the author of four books related to hearing rehabilitation and an app. It is my pleasure, again, to welcome my friend and colleague, Lillian Flores Beltran. So, Lillian, welcome to the podcast. Can you share a bit more about your background?
1: Of course, my dear Todd. Uh, first <laughs> of all, thank you very, very much for this invitation. Uh, and I would like to to tell everybody that... Uh, Obviously, my English is not so good, but I really am w- interested and I'm happy to share my my background. Uh, I first started uh, to study 44 years ago history, and then uh, a friend of me, she was studying uh, for uh, um, as a teacher of the deaf and speech pathology. And she invited me once to see her university and we went to a school for deaf kids. And I was really shocked. And I realized the power of the language Mm. and uh, how uh, difficulties, how many difficulties these kids were having to express many things. And I'm talking to you in a time that uh, most of the hearing aids were uh, little boxes. Right. And uh, and the technology was very, I mean, nothing like we have today. Uh, right. The voices of these kids. And then I realized, wow, uh, to, to, I'm going to study and finish history. And you can learn history by reading books, a lot of books. And, but this is a different situation. Mm-hmm. And I really decided that, they, that I would really like to study this. Then um, I finished the career. Uh, I, we made a lot of practices in different hospitals. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I, I did a, a specialization in, in, in cognition and language. And then I did a master's degree in technology education. And um mm-hmm. a, a PhD in in uh philosophy and and, and the, with a major in pedagogy, which I don't know if I pronounce it, it well. And obviously I did my my uh certification. Uh mm-hmm. that uh it it was uh incredible also because I thought for many years, uh okay, time passed, and then I thought I was working in the General Hospital of Mexico, mm-hmm. and I thought that I was re- making a great job with these kids, mm-hmm. um, uh, making them to go every single day or many days like a little school, which was uh, kind of of weird. And uh, but I thought that oh, that that's exactly what we need to do. And parents mm-hmm. were outside, obviously. Right. And uh, and then one day I went to I took a course uh, with uh, Warren Estabrooks in Colombia, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. uh, uh, so we had to take an airplane flight uh, like five hours, and mm-hmm. uh, and I thought, wow, what I what I've been doing because I'm a little younger of what Dan Link would be mm-hmm. today. So it right. was not, uh, I mean, and he was doing that many years ago. So uh-huh. I realized that I have to study and probably not start from the beginning, but make a lot of changes and have the, my brain very open to decide, no, parents have to come. I have to study. Uh, parents are the central part of everything, not the physician, not me. Mm-hmm. You can have, and then I realized you can have the best technology as we have today. Uh, but if the parents are not really involved and they feel happy and comfortable and pampered, but also well-directed uh, mm-hmm. but with knowledge that honestly, I didn't have taught. I didn't know anything about speech acoustics. I didn't know. Uh, anything about coaching the parents inside i was nervous mm-hmm. when the parents were there and mm-hmm. i and i and i continue and i started to to record myself uh to to watch me and and look the disaster i was making <laughs> with them. uh because i was working like kind of mm-hmm. of uh of uh, uh auditory verbal uh therapy but uh but it was the same but I really wanted, And that's the important thing, to be um, humble and to mm-hmm. say, okay, I did all what I knew. I did all what the, my, my, my professors taught me, but mm-hmm. I need to change. And I need to start to, to have mentors and ask them, watch me, please. I will send you a video. And, and without anesthesia, anesthesia, tell me. Everything you see, terrible, and that was a right. way uh, that I, I I started with this. Uh, and,
0: and, and do you remember the, about the uh, year or so that when when you saw Warren in Colombia?
1: Yes, I think it was in nineteen
0: ninety six.
1: Ninety six. Yeah, probably. Great. Yeah, I'm sure. Ninety six or ninety five. Okay. And, and from then, I, I decided I have to change. And I got mm-hmm. my certification in 2003. So it took a little while. But I, I also, at the beginning, I never thought, uh, oh, I'm going to get certified. I, I thought, oh, that's only for very, very intelligent people, very bright <laughs> people, which I'm not. Oh, and, yes. but, but, but I would like to at least change. my my way okay Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't have the paper but I would do the best Uh, but then I thought no why not Uh, so um, I was the first Mexican that got my certification in in 2003 and then I started and I and I promised from that day that I was going to help everybody that would like to to have the certification and since there I've been helping uh, people from uh, Argentina, Paraguay, mm-hmm. um, uh, people from Mexico, also people from um, uh, um, now. I'm, I'm helping people from Spain, uh, but mm-hmm. uh, I never charge for that because uh, I didn't want the people, the professionals here in Latin America, to think, "Wow, yeah, now you feel the that you're the different." And and this is very expensive, and that's why you, you got the certification. And when, right. they, but but they the, the ones I help, they have to promise me on the with the Bible that they will also <laughs> help other people. Also,
0: mm-hmm. you make them yeah. swear on the Bible huh, that they have to help other people. <laughs> that's good. Well, yes, okay. yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I I think it all comes back to paying it forward, right? If if you help them, you you expect them to to yeah. keep helping other people become yes. certified yes. little yes. certified so I want to go back to when you were in the hospital working with kids and then you see Warren you come back uh, how long were you there in the hospital and and changing the way you were doing things at that point
1: okay I, I worked for the general hospital 21 years
0: oh my goodness
1: and I remember that I came back and I told my boss, we're not going to work anymore the way we've been working. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he said to me, oh, okay, Lillian, because uh, <laughs> I have to tell you that he was my boss uh, in the hospital, but I was her boss at home. Uh, he was my husband. And... <laughs> uh, and he said, oh, my gosh, you're always thinking in, in things and want to change and making mm-hmm. crazy things. But, and, but then he said, okay, but one thing I'm going to tell you, change it, but I'm going to give you only nine months. And I want to see, and you will tell me with uh, speech perception tests, the way we did in that mm-hmm. time and whatever if things are really changing and I want to see videos and I want to see results, not a wow. lot, not a lot, because I understand mm-hmm. that things cannot change a lot in nine months. And I say, okay, I w- we will try to do everything, but I, why nine months? Why not a year? Because nine months is, is what takes to, to a person uh, be completed a, ho- uh, a whole life to be done, to be created. So I guess that in nine months, and if if anything changes, we will go back as we were doing. Okay. Uh, so, and the first thing I realized, incredible, I cannot tell you that the kids were speaking a lot more; they were with more um, uh, intention. But mm-hmm. the the great thing was the change with the families. Mm-hmm. The families they felt secure they were mm-hmm. they didn't feel like oh this is the speech pathologist that is high there in the sky and i cannot touch her mm-hmm. and uh and it was a, a great relation that helps a lot uh for the development of their kids so we mm-hmm. change we change a lot and then we did a, a big big parents course uh that uh it was incredible because we had i invited people also from john tracy i didn't i didn't uh know you at that time, but right. um we had like uh, more than five hundred parents that came from all mexico, so that wow. showed us and and we did that course uh once a month uh for four months mm-hmm. and there were people that uh from chihuahua that is near mm-hmm. the border of of the u s Mm-hmm. And uh, and they they hire rent a bus they uh, travel all night and they they were really anxious and happy so I re- we realized the need of professionals in this field and uh, and and. Uh, uh, on the sad thing that there, there's not a lot today. We have a lot of more because of the technology, but at that time, not mm-hmm. a lot of parents were able to to have um, information uh, right. as right. now they do.
0: Mm-hmm. And and so from from there, after the nine months, you saw the big differences, and, and of course, you 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 probably when you got home explain to him how things were going to be. Yes. <laughs> and, so we uh,
1: we started to invite people to right. to give us courses.
0: And and so just so that I'm I'm fully understanding back in those days how did kids get identified and was there like an early intervention program that that happened? No. We no.
1: we didn't we didn't have that uh, um, Dr. Berruecos that was my boss in the hospital. He uh, he he was in the uh, Mexican Academy of Medicine, mm-hmm. and uh, he started uh, to uh, a big course. And he tried to do this as a, a law. And uh, mm-hmm. we we are almost there. Supposedly we have a law, but not all the kids uh, they they are identified. Uh, sadly. Uh, however, also I see that this generation of parents, new parents, or, uh, they, they, they realize more what's going on with their kids, but it's not what it should be. I mean, what should be is that we need to make, a, uh, an identification when they are born, uh, right. uh, period. And that's what we're fighting a lot, uh. Uh, next uh, 30, March 30, uh, me and other physicians, not mm-hmm. because I'm a physician, but other physicians in mm-hmm. the field, uh, we're going to go to the senator's chamber because we need to tell them, hey, you need to do your work and mm-hmm. what's going on? Um, we don't have a program of cochlear implants. We used to have, but not, I mean, only few cochlear implants were given uh mm-hmm. and we need to prepare more the people there are states in the mexican republic that uh, there are no uh speech pathologists and there are psychologists that are working in this field or old people like me that they <laughs> they, they love the kids and and mm-hmm. they just work what whatever they they think is okay which is mm not what we want but uh, if if you start planting a seed little by little yeah Mm -hmm. you can see changes as i i've been seeing this and and i've not been seeing a lot in latin america because i had the Mm -hmm. fortune to work for the cochlear implant company for cochlear uh, latin america uh, for 21 years also and now i'm working with medel But in Cochlear, I was the 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 uh, rehab director for all Latin America and Mm -hmm. there I taught a lot of
0: countries
1: and now there's a lot of people interested in in,
0: in NAVT. And and so let's talk about that transition. How how did you uh, how did you like that transition, going from being, you know, providing services, working with families, being at the hospital, and then going to work for cochlear now it's that's a big jump
1: well yes yes but um honestly it was it was kind of very different uh but i also thought okay i'm working here in the hospital and that's it i'm not Mm -hmm. uh being able uh to show what i'm doing and the changes that that you can do and uh and, I, and I'm, I'm really happy that I have both things because at the general hospital, now they work ABT. And there are people mm-hmm. now that they are preparing themselves to, to get certified. Uh, so that change was done in a kind of, of way. But being in certain hospitals in Argentina or in the north mm-hmm. of Brazil, very poor and the speech pathologists with a lot of difficulties to taking these courses and the companies they they allow them to come mm-hmm. and and they were show because i asked them we're going to see the videos of everybody how are you working and then we started to make an uh, to analyze them in a very nice way and to convince them and i've been seeing Many many changes, and that is also very rewarding. Sure. Uh, sure. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. It's it's part of your legacy that you've you've helped to spread the word about listening and spoken language to all of these countries uh, in Latin in South America, and it's 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 something to be very proud of. If
1: yeah. You hadn't, proud. If
0: you hadn't been there at that time, you know they could still be trying to figure this stuff out.
1: Well, uh, I don't think so because always there's someone that will come. I mean, there was one person that already was certified in Argentina and then I was the second in Latin America. But I, I had the opportunity working with this company to spread the word, as you said. Mm-hmm. And, and not only in big cities as like Sao Paulo or Buenos Aires, uh, but places far away from, from the cities. and And now people are Uh, working and they they sent me their videos and I'm like wow this is incredible what you're doing with parents that Mm. are poor and uh, I know I understand that yes these parents sometimes they don't have all the language that we would like but the changes these parents have done at their homes the way they speak all the time to their kids Mm -hmm. it's it's amazing and yes I'm happy but there are also now other people that are doing great, great job in, in this area.
0: Sure. So where, where do you think it's going to go? How I mean, there's, there's lots of things happening. There's people that are, more, that are well-trained now. There, you, you see these things happening around, not only in Mexico, but Latin America and South America. What do you think the next big push should be to, to really get them where they need to be?
1: Well, I, I first of all, we need to make a lot of conscience about deafness and the mm-hmm. impact mm-hmm. Uh, about uh, the the deafness in the in the society with the governments, so we can have mm-hmm. kids that are uh, uh, identified early identification. The second thing I think is that the the programs of many universities they they have to change mm-hmm. to make more. Um, um, like updated what what we're doing today and uh, and I really think that that's one of the the things that I am I'm worried because uh, yes the we need to change that we need to spread the word but I don't know what's going on with these generations that many of them they don't want to study this career anymore at Mm. least in my country and in other countries of Latin America so uh we don't have enough speech pathologists. enough uh, of course uh, leasles uh, in, mm-hmm. in in this in, in this area. but uh, we still don't have uh, um, I mean, as I said to you, there are places that there's no speech pathologists and there's other professionals that are taking place to give mm-hmm. the 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 therapy, which is, in my case, I feel it's terrible. Uh, uh, I'm not saying that they are doing a bad work at all, but you don't have the same knowledge. And uh, But my, my worry is that we're going to have more deaf kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, 45% of these kids, they are having other uh, problems uh, added to, to the deafness. And if we're going to be less professionals, we really need uh, to 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 work hard with these people uh, to learn for the professionals to really learn how to do telepractice, but really, really learn. So I think that that could be something that could learn. That's why we're very interested in having you here in this country. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I I do think you're you're right. I think telepractice could help uh, sort of uh, provide services or provide access to services that might not be locally, but you could still connect with someone who could could you know be a really good clinician and be a Lisel's person and, exactly. and provide those services and
1: give courses and to 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 or <laughs> to give the services to the family or to prepare other people
0: right, right. So you can you can use the technology to do all those things. Uh, I think some of the issues that we still face here in the United States is just sometimes families don't have access to a a internet connection, a broadband connection. Uh, and so that can be problematic on. And the other thing that we're seeing um, quite commonly now is, you know, I think a lot of us who are doing telepractice would sort of envision, the parents looking at a at a screen like like a like a monitor or a computer screen, but usually they're looking at their phone. Yes. So they're they're connecting to the session just looking at their phone. And so I know. uh, Mm -hmm. So that's been a little bit of a change. And 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 really if it's more of that early intervention level where you're just coaching the parent, as long as I can see what's going on and they can hear me, then we can probably have a very good session because I can coach and do all those things. Uh, If you want to do other things and and try to play, you know, like digital games or something with the child or with the parent or show them something, then you have to take into consideration that they're only looking at a very small little screen and and that can change sort of what you do uh, in those situations. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. these are things you've already experienced. Probably
1: convenes. The, the hospitals where they were diagnosed it, that, hey, these kids need, let's open a place. It, it, it won't cost a lot for them. That's one of my, my plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was so sad now that in this pand- pandemic, not in my neighborhood, but sometimes I could see kids outside in the streets, a lot of kids around the place where the internet outside in the in the, mm-hmm. in the street were. And yeah. all of them with their little chairs sitting there uh, to try. And the parents there, and it was cold and I felt so terrible. But mm-hmm. as I said, we need to start. We need to start doing something because if we think... Oh no, That will be very difficult. Imagine if in, in your country that still today is a first world country. I know there are other countries that would like that, but we hope mm-hmm. that the peace will come to yeah. all of us. Um, and uh, imagine in these countries, I mean, uh, their parents, obviously they don't have uh, an internet. They have, as you said, a phone, and they, they have a data. And they said, "Oh no, it, it will, it will. Uh, my, all my data is going mm-hmm. to to uh, finish, and it's not the same. So right. we need to. And also, there's people that they think that they know how to work when telepractice because oh, I it's the same as doing as I was doing in <laughs> in, in the in the office, and okay. they think that the the little kid has to be. Watching the screen or uh, repeating, mm-hmm. so yeah, we need to prepare these people to make a good job in 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 ABT, and also to prepare them to know how to do a a, a good job, but differently in in telepractice.
0: Uh, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, so I'm I'm glad I can and be of service. So uh, that that's exciting. What you're thinking about and, and and trying to to build in a sense a an infrastructure for telepractice to get yes. more people trained to do telepractice, uh, so they can reach more families. Of course. So that mm-hmm. that's that's a wonderful mission uh, to to, and but I also agree with you. Um, just backing up for a moment, you know, that I think. What we're seeing here in the States is the, the university programs need to not only incorporate more little um, experience and courses and, and, and content, but also telepractice content. Um, and, and not many, even, even in the United States, not many uh, universities are incorporating telepractice into how they train their students. Yeah. Um, they, we certainly saw some changes because of covid but uh, I think we have some universities who say, oh, this is the future. This is how we need to train our students. And so a few of them are making some changes. But others are saying, well, we just did that because of COVID. We don't need to really worry about that anymore. That's mm-hmm. going to be behind us. We don't have to worry about telepractice. And uh, I was, I've said this before, but I think um, I was reading something not too long ago where I. I think it was a physician here in the United States was talking about service delivery. And he said probably about 70% of all services, all appointments and sessions uh, in the United States will be through telehealth or telepractice in the next five years. So wow. it's, it's yeah. not going away. It's only going to get bigger. And, oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Of and- course. And 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 if we understand, uh, not only because oh we have people does not is not able to come because there's a pandemia. No, no, it's also because hello they live eight hours from right. your place. And uh, what are we gonna do with those parents? Okay, no more pandemia. Are we going to make them to come here at once right. a week? It's impossible. And right. you're not going to try to make something for them. No, we right. need. But we really need, as you said, uh, people that are well trained, and mm-hmm. to have and to make lots of plans of changes. And we need you, we need you in Latin America.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, hey, I can be bought very easily. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so. You have lots of, uh, lots of things on your to-do list of things you're trying to accomplish. So you, want, you certainly want to get more people trained in telepractice. Yes. You're mentoring others uh, throughout uh, Latin America and South America and in Spain. What else do you have uh, in, in the future? What else are you looking at?
1: Well, I am, um, I am now, as I said, working with a wonderful company, uh, Medel, Mm-hmm. Uh I don't w I travel. I, mm-hmm. I I travel but not as I did before once a week or something like that. Uh, but um we we want to make also material uh to right. be able. Uh we just uh, wrote a book, not not with Medel, but we wrote a book that is going to be uh like in two weeks. We invited um uh Blake Papsine and other people. Uh and and, and but it's um, Fernanda Hinojosa and myself that uh we, we wrote that and I invited her to to help uh and, and to make a great thing. And uh mm-hmm. but but it's not one book. We need to make mm-hmm. a lot of things for the people uh to have invite other professionals that are interested in the states. Hey, would you like to have your, your book in Spanish? I can translate it. Let's go to 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 uh, um, uh, with the editor and and spread your word uh in, with these people that they need to have this material in spanish right yeah
0: I, I so, agree wholeheartedly
1: yes, so if there's people that they would like, hey yeah, I'm interested uh, uh, we are very interested in doing that because that's another thing that now the to make the test. Uh, the test is going to be in Spanish now. But right. all the bibli- bibliography, you say, all the books. Bibliography. Mm-hmm. Bibliography, I'm sorry. I tried to be very modern. You're, you're doing speaking. great. <laughs> um, it's in English, most right. of it. And there's a lot of people that they don't speak English in this area. More and more are, are of course, things are changing. And we are a global uh world but uh, uh there there are places that it's impossible for them to to study or to read understand and let's do it in spanish let's make it available
0: right i agree and well i appreciate you talking with me today i mean it's you, you have always been an inspiration for me so uh, oh, i know you're extremely busy with all these things you have going on but uh, thank you for for sharing some of your time, and I just wish you best of luck with everything that you're doing.
1: You too, my dear. I I love you and uh, and thank you so much because it's uh, the opposite. You being my 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 inspiration in many many ways, and I know that people is going to say, "Oh my gosh," they are sending kisses, each one and hugs <laughs> and but but it's it's real. It's genuine. Uh, all, all what you've been doing, and you've been uh, breaking many doors to show, uh, let's do this. This is possible, and I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful to share this moment with you and with the people that will uh, listen to us. Thank you. Thank you.
0: I've always been very impressed with Lillian as a clinician, as another professional and and all the work that she's doing on the behalf of families and the children that she serves but more than that she has taken it upon herself to really advocate for listening and spoken language not only in Mexico but central america uh, and south america and as well as spain and europe and so she travels extensively she's always lecturing and she's always trying to bring more professionals into our listening and spoken language world, our our professional community. And so, Lillian, I I really admire what you're doing, so keep it up, and if there's anything I can do to help, please let me know. And thank you again, Lillian, for for joining me on the podcast. And thank you as well. Please, if you don't mind, leave a five-star review. That always helps us to attract new subscribers and to increase our listenership, which is what we want to do. Until next time, be safe and be kind. This has been a production of the 3C Digital Media Network.